Welcome to Three Point Perspective, a podcast from three college friends that talk about different topics each episode. I am Gabby. I'm Allie. And I'm Becky. And this week, we are talking about body modifications. Woohoo! <laughs> I don't know why that's what went through my head, but it is. <laughs> I think this week you'll definitely kind of see um, the Three Point Perspective side of of this because we kind of we briefly mentioned to each other what we're going to talk about but we don't really know Mm -hmm. and so you can really see I think this episode's a good example of how we kind of all take things in different directions so yeah for sure who's starting us off again you are aren't you no Becky's starting no Becky is alright all right well, so originally I was going to look in, look at uh, body modifications like piercings and tattoos for medicinal purposes. It's quite fascinating. I've learned a little bit about it before, um, but from a archaeological standpoint, um, not archaeological, that's items, um, from an anthropo- anthropological standpoint, um, people, ancient peoples, and then, um, different tribes that are around the world today still use tattoos, uh, for medicinal purposes, um, and they, like, align with, like, acupuncture points, which is very interesting, um, but that's not what I, uh, decided to go into after doing some research. <laughs> Um, I ended up finding an article from, um, Bradley University, um, about the, like, different body modifications and, like, the reasons why they might be done or, uh, and, like, some examples of them. Um, I thought it was really interesting. So, it listed four main reasons. I added a fifth one. Um, because of what I've read other places, Mm. but, um, so some of the reasons for a particular body modification would be to make the body conform to, um, and the ideas of beauty of whatever that society might be, um, to mark social status, to mark membership in a group, um, or to convey info about a person's qualities or accomplishments. Um, And then I added self-expression, because some people just get things like tattoos or piercings just because. Um, I feel like that's, like, what you see at least more so in America nowadays. That's the self-expression is more of why people get those. I would argue that it's self-expression and to make your body conform to the ideas of beauty um and i say this because turns out dieting tanning bodybuilding those are all forms of body modification i guess i don't really think of those things but you're right like yeah i didn't obviously obviously you're gonna get into it but like i definitely when i was like body modifications i was like ways that you change your body to the extremes which all of these could easily go to an extreme. Right, yeah. but oh. for the most part, we kind of see more like, 
um, tattoos and piercings as body modifications than we do, like, tanning or I don't really think of, like, I guess weightlifting as a body modification. I, but that's exactly what it is. Like, you're modifying your body. Yeah. Technically, by, like, the definition, it makes sense. But, like, the by the cultural At use we use it, it doesn't yeah. quite. Yeah. Use. Right. Very important to note that we all live in America, the three of us. Otherwise, uh, cosmetic surgery is also one. Um, and I have to say, with, like, people diss on plastic surgery and cosmetic surgery and all of that so often, and I have so many arguments for that. <laughs> like, yes, people can, can have um, addictions to having these putting themselves through these surgeries or whatnot um but i do think being the ability to have cosmetic surgery is very important Mm -hmm. um but according to this article from bradley university since the year 2000 men's cosmetics procedures have uh men's cosmetic procedure use has increased by 20%, which is very interesting because typically when we think of cosmetic surgeries, we, at least in my head, I my mind goes directly towards it being a w- women's Boobies. Thing. <laughs> I mean, that's one, yeah. Yeah. That's the main one I think of when people are like, oh, I'm going to go get plastic surgery. I'm like, oh, on your boobies? Yeah, but then or there's like a like, nose job. <laughs> right, or a nose job, or there's, like, lip fillers, but then there's Botox. I get... So what do they, like, define as the body modification or, like, surgery, cosmetic surgery for men? Um... It's probably all the same stuff, it's, mostly. It's, Wouldn't it be? Well, like, you could easily... Like, I mean, there's all sorts of, um, body modifications. So... Okay, so... There's, uh, I don't remember, I don't know what the surgery is called, but there is a surgery for, uh, male pattern baldness, um, for- A hair transplant? Yeah. (laughs) And it's so cool. I love watching them Mm. online. Also, did you know there's a church of body modification? They don't have a deity, but yeah, Interesting. I found it on on YouTube, not on oh. YouTube, on Wikipedia. I just thought it was interesting. Okay, um, okay. If you'd like, I can give you a list of the surgeries, uh, like cosmetic surgeries. Otherwise, uh, has are those just like the most common ones, or like all of the possible? <laughs> um. Like the possible ones. There's pro- definitely more, but this is just what Wikipedia has. Um, but it says the most popular ones are Botox, liposuction, eyelid surgery, breast implants, nose jobs, and facelifts. Hmm. Eyelid surgery. What does that mean? If you had double eyelids, some people don't like them. Um, otherwise, for men, eyelid rejuvenation is one of, according to Penn Medicine, eyelid rejuvenation, um, oh. which decreases uh oh it involves removing drooping skin from the eye from skin from the upper lids and excess fat from the upper and lower eyelids i was wondering if men's eyelids just get droopier than women's or 
<laughs> or what? I don't know. Either way. Oh, that's a very sensitive area to be doing surgery on. I guess well, people I'm, get like uh, eye stuff done all the time, but eyelids just seems like a different. My mom, look. my mom got eyeliner tattooed on her. Ah. And I know um, both of my boyfriend's moms got their eyebrows tattooed on. Ow. Not microbladed, tattooed on. Yeah. But anyway, I know some people who have gotten like their like lipstick tattooed on them, so it looks like they're they have lipstick on all the time, but it's just a tattoo on their lips or no lip liner. Sorry. Yeah. Lip liner. Um, there's, you can, yeah, there's like a whole bunch of stuff you can do with tattooing in regards to that. Can you just imagine like (laughs) getting tattoo liner on, but it's like the perpetual struggle of like not being able to put a wing on correctly or like matching. No. (laughs) Permanently got bigger and bigger because they couldn't match them. Oh no. (laughs) All right. Um. There's also neck lifts, nose jobs, chin augmentation, liposuction, and uh, gynecomastia, which is a male breast reduction. Quick, identify yourself. I am neck lift. (laughs) I am none of the above. (laughs) I am out the door. Um, otherwise, let's see, the men in plastic surgery, uh, page, let's see, uh, Botox with fine lines and wrinkles, eyelid surgery, liposuction, neck lift, uh, hair transplant. So it seems like the majority of the same stuff. There's just, like, different, you know, like, versions of it. Yeah. Okay, while Becky was mentioning the different ways that you can, like, modify your body, like, counting tanning or whatever... I thought of a cool thing that we could that would have been a cool way for one of us to take this episode is the weirdest ways that celebrities have modified their bodies. Ooh. Like, remember Lady Gaga used to have like the shoulder implants. What? And like the cheek implants. You guys don't remember that? Were they like actually implants? I just kind of figured everything she does is crazy FX makeup. Oh, let me look it up. I don't know if they were real or not. Let me let me try to figure it out. She and they were labeled as quote unquote face forms. What? Oh, her cheekbone? <laughs> no, like they were literally like. Here, let me share my screen with you really fast. Oh, speaking of, we figured out how we're going to do that. Um, we now, if you go onto our website, there's you're going to see a couple different tabs. And then our blogs, you'll be able to click onto the different episodes and get a little synopsis and see all of the pictures that we talk about. So Perfect. So here's a before of Lady Gaga. Okay. And then there's the horns. What? I do not remember this. She insisted that they were natural and she had, um, she had never had plastic surgery to get those put in. Um, and she insists that, like, her whole face is natural, which I don't really care about whether or not her face is natural. Like, I don't, whatever. Yeah. You do you, you you, boo. But, um, like, yeah, so can you see these, like... Yeah, I thought that was just makeup, but I don't, no, that's that is the thing, literally is I don't, 3D. Yeah, and, like, I don't know. You huh. know what I mean? And, like, I think she had shoulder ones, too. Let me try to see. Yeah, see? Like, what oh is this? Is it a prosthetic? Is it, like, what is it? Well, doesn't, like, um, Botox break down or, like, it's malleable after a while? So I yeah, really wonder Botox if you could just get it out. in and take it out. But look at how psycho this looks. That's 
Botox wouldn't do that. Mm. No, like, that would be, like, an implant. So I wonder if that's, yeah. like, um, I wonder what that is. I don't know. I don't know. I'll keep those pulled up, and we can put them on the drive-in, people. But, like, I just, when Becky was, like, yeah, different ways you can modify your body, I thought of, like, a really weird... Or, like, um, I don't know, guys, if you guys remember, like, the human Ken doll thing that was going around, this man. Yeah. Who is now a woman, so let me correct myself, this um, woman removed some of her ribs. Mm-hmm. Got some of her ribs removed in order and to look more like a Ken doll. Didn't she, like, meet the lady that was trying to be, like, the perfect Barbie at the same time, too? And so. both of them were like, we hate each other. Like, not... <laughs> I think so. I don't quite exactly remember. Yeah, that stuff's just like, I'm like, whoa, you're... That's a little far for me. Okay, Becky, I'm sorry to interrupt. Keep no, going. No, you're good. <laughs> um, yeah, other, uh, another one is scarification. I think this is so interesting. I would never get one myself, but I think it's a really interesting practice. I love how it looks in, like fantasy shows mm-hmm. or post-apocalyptic or whatever um in regards to scars so I had my shoulder surgery back in 2018 and I think I've told both of you this before but for those listening <sighs> I had to have shoulder surgery I tore my labrum um swimming my freshman year of college and um when I went in to go get my surgery the surgeon was like it's not gonna be like a big deal we're just gonna go in make a couple of incisions and um tighten that up fix it up whatever and I was like how am I gonna have scars and he was like oh don't worry about it like it's just a couple like maybe one inch like three or four small very very small cuts and I was like no like I want scars and he (laughs) looked at me like I had three heads and like I totally freaked him out and I was just like just like a cool it's a cool story to tell that I have these scars from surgery which that's not as cool as like being like oh like, my dad had, um, he has a scar along the side of his finger that I think is from, um, a piece of glass when he, like, was putting his hand through a broken window or something like that. Way cooler to have a story like that. Or, like, my boyfriend's scars from working on power lines. Way cooler than my, like, hey, I had shoulder surgery. I this. <laughs> yeah, all of my interesting scars are now fading as well. My favorite one is was a souvenir from my, uh, I was running the 400 meter in track and I had never started on blocks before. And um, if you have never done that, it's not fun. Um, but there, if you don't know what you're doing, there's a chance that you can catch the side of your leg with a spike that's on the bottom of your foot. And so I had a large scar down the side of my leg. We advanced to sections from that race. It was really Woo! cool. So I have, like, a fun story from it, but now the scar is gone and it makes me sad. (laughs) I have a little dent in my ankle from my spikes for high jumping. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I would eventually, like, kind of, like, click my heels together when I went over correctly. And so, like, my, what, junior year, um, by the end of the conference meet, my, like, ankle was just, like, bleeding uh-huh. uh, because I kicked it so many times. It was great. Yeah. I guess the pencil scar is really the only cool one I have. <laughs> Stepped on a pencil in seventh grade. Broke off in my foot. 
five months later had surgery because the wood and the graphite was still stuck in my foot. Ugh. That's probably the only cool one. I tried to run distance track on that, and, like, my the bottom of my foot, the, like, wound kept opening and trying to, like, get that out, and it couldn't. I think that's, like, really my only, like, super cool scar. I had to have surgery for it. Like, I paid for that one, too. What in the world? <laughs> If it helps, I tried running cross-country on a essentially broken leg. Mm. So, good times, good times. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> so, um, scarification is mostly practiced as, like, initiation or, um, a, like, a puberty rite in cultures around the world, uh, that are not the U.S. Um, and it's Involves cutting or burning the skin in intricate ways that leave a scar. And... Oh, it's like branding, but for people almost. Yeah, yeah. I like um, understood it's also it, but associated with um, uh, sadomasochism. Mm. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, you do you. Which I think is kind of an interesting classification because like you were saying a lot of the like cultural traditions of it come from not white areas so like why is it okay for us to do the majority of things that we do to our bodies like tattoos and all sorts of surgeries but um it's well bad cultural practice i know with uh piercings um um, sailors would have the, like, with their ear, like, sailors having an ear pierced, and then once they died, the the piercing would be removed, and the, like, that piece of jewelry would be used to pay for their funeral. Hmm. Which, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, there was also some European guy in the 1700s that there's a painting of him with it's a 16th century portrait sir walter Rayleigh, a british knight and explorer boasts a large pearl earring and he's british so uh but yeah i i didn't go as because i knew gabby was going more into the history i didn't look as into the history of everything right Mm -hmm. um all right, so then, I mean, uh, so I didn't go at all into tattooing, but that's another form of body modification. Um, and I didn't go really into piercings either, but there is a really great quote uh, or quotation from uh, the Bradley University article that I was just, Wow. Um, and I do want to put a trigger warm- warning because it does mention rape and abuse. Um, but so it says, while some engage in piercings for piercing for the sake of fashion, researchers report that for others, it is a way to, it is a way to take control of their bodies, especially after being violated. As one rape victim reported, uh, quote. I'm getting pierced to reclaim my body. I've been used and abused. My body was taken by another without my consent. Now, by the ritual of piercing, I claim my body as my own. I heal my wounds, unquote. 
And I was just, that is beautiful. And I just love that. I mean, you can think about it the same way with hair. A lot of women who, um, and I say women because women generally have longer hair, who come out of like abusive relationships or are assaulted in some way will often um, cut their hair or dye their hair or make a drastic change to their hair. And it's like a symbol of letting go of what that other person may have had control of. So I think we should not, um, like, I think we should include hair dye and, um, oh yeah, stuff like that as a form of body modification as well. I think that's a, I don't remember if you said that, but I, I, like, that's definitely a way that we can express ourselves. Yeah. Um, I just, because I, I, I wouldn't think of piercing as something that would follow along, like, the lines of that reclaiming of your own body. But I really, I just thought it was a beautiful quotation that yeah, I wanted to. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then some more of, like, the drastic ones that as people growing up in the U.S., we don't really uh, consider or think about, and it's definitely more what we think of as a body modification. Um, So, uh, the practice of foot binding in China um, up until, like, the 1950s or so, but it was, it's a... It was a practice that was hundreds of years old, and um, it would start when girls were between the ages of three and seven, um, and it, like, continued, because once they did it, they no longer could could walk normally. Um, and so, essentially, all of their toes but their big toe were broken and then tucked under their foot. Um the foot is then wrapped is then wrapped very tightly. The bandages are changed frequently, uh, but maintain a constant pressure. Um, the article said, "Quote: Men reportedly found the tiny feet, swishy walk, and apparent frailty highly erotic." Unquote. Which I'm Gross. just like, what? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but. It seemed to die, that practice died out in the 1950s when China opened up to the West and, yeah, opened up to the West. Um, And then corsets, um, only, the only type of corset practice that would lead to body modification is tight lacing, which is like pulling the lace. Or or the modern version called waist training. Yeah. They're slightly different, though. Well, I know, but that's... Um, Yeah. Done in corsetry in a a way that is done unhealthily, we'll just say. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But with tight lacing, it leads to the organs permanently being pushed around. Um... Some, uh, many people suffered from shortness of breath, um, which even by wearing a corset that's pulled two inches tighter than your natural waistline, you already have, um, you're essentially hyperventilating in 
when in nor- under normal circumstances you would be breathing normally? I hyperventilate like most of the time, I think. So, fun fact, I bought a couple corsets like a month ago because I want, my posture is literally the worst of any human. (laughs) So I tried to get one that would like straighten out my back a little bit more and like definitely it's an interesting learning curve. Like I'm glad that I do not live in the society that requires me to wear one every day, but like not as terrible as everyone thinks obviously i'm not a scientist well, and i don't and that but like personal experience yeah and where like because you can totally wear them and be healthy mm-hmm. and whatnot um but it's when you are trying pulling it tighter than what your actual um waistline yeah is and like mm-hmm. what your measurements actually are like the Kardashians do. <laughs> or I have comment on that. I don't. So I don't the Kardashians, them. the Kardashians had a trend going around for a while about waist trainers, and waist trainers are advertised specifically to make your waist to make you like lose inches off your waist. And uh-huh. for a while, the Kardashians were doing that. And I, I can pull up a picture here. Um, I'll pull up a picture of it. Kim Kardashian, Tiny Waist Award Show. <laughs> she literally had a um, dress that she couldn't sit in. And she doesn't... Oh, it was the Met Gala that she did. I remember this. Becky, do you remember this at all? No. <laughs> she literally could not sit down and got um, a lot of critics talking because... And, like, people talking about how that's not her waist, how she's advertising... Um, a very unhealthy thing to wear um, shapewear and waist trainers and stuff like that to make your waist so small and it can it can mess up the way that your entire body like Becky said mm-hmm. the entire like the way that your body is just laid out yeah, yeah. um yeah because your stomach gets pushed down and your liver gets pushed up um your intestines get pushed down can't it break your ribs too? Yes, it can break your ribs, and then um, it can very easily having a broken rib can puncture uh, your lung, and then you die. Right. Yeah, I there's this really great um, YouTube video about uh, where they study corsets using uh, they study corsets from the time period in which they were. Um, very widely used and they use um, some exercise physiology to study how it actually affected their bodies so I found it fascinating considering that's that's what my degree is in <laughs> um, exercise science so and then two of the other the last two other modifications that I did not go as into like really into because I didn't have time and I was falling asleep taking my notes um is tooth filing and then neck elongation um which I know some other like cultures and um tribes and whatnot are more known for that kind of thing but I don't know enough about it to really Mm -hmm. comment on it 
Um, and then lastly is I want to end with a, uh, another quotation at the end of the, the article. While such restrictive corsetry has gone out of fashion... Oh, I guess I forget. It's, it was at the end of the paragraph talking about corset. <laughs> While such restrictive corsetry has gone out of fashion, Western women and girls are now encouraged to discipline and control their bodies with other practices such as extreme dieting and punishing exercise regimens. Unquote. And I... I hate that how true that is. Mm-hmm. And... It just, it makes me sad and upset, not at, at the, the people doing it, because it's like, like something in their head. It's a product of society. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, those are a very small list of some types of body modification. Yeah. Nice. I think it's interesting how, like, because... Like, we kind of mentioned it before, how when we decided that body modification was going to be our topic, like, me and Gabby, I'm assuming, were on the same mindset of, like, tattoos, piercings, like, fun right. self-expression things. Well, and that's, like, that's oh, no, definitely, no, no. <laughs> well, like, that's definitely what I thought of, um, and, I like, why I was going to take it in the medicinal tattoo route, because, I, like, I've heard an episode of Stawbones. A marital guide of mis uh, a marital tour of misguided medicine. Highly re highly recommend. Um, I was listening to that a while back, and they were talking about it, and like I just thought it was really fascinating. So I started looking into it, and I found that Bradley University article uh, talking about different types of body modification, as well as an article from this anthropology magazine called Sapiens um, about body modification and at the end I didn't go very much into it just because I don't again don't know as much about it but like it does mention how like prosthetics are a form of body modification and mm. I I just thought it was very interesting yeah that's definitely a larger world than we initially thought of <laughs> yeah oh yeah like right off the bat thinking um, I'm going to talk about the history of tattoos, and I don't usually do research, but I had the time. So, um, I myself have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tattoos right now. <laughs> I am craving another one, but I don't know what I want to get, so I have not um, pulled the trigger per se to go and get another one, which is a really big bummer. I have so many ideas of like what I want, but I just can't solidify it in my brain. Which sucks. I hate that. <laughs> so, um, I will go into the history of where tattoos came from or, like, where they started in um, a few different um, cultures or societies um, and then how that they've kind of, like, the tools have changed. So, first of all, the oldest evidence of tattoos on people is from between 337... Okay, hold on. 3,370 B.C. and 3,100 B.C. Mind you, I have absolutely no idea what that means. I don't know how many years ago that is. Um, I have no concept of time whatsoever. Wait, Daylight what was the year? Wouldn't that be 5,000 years ago? Yeah. 3,100 B.C. Yeah, so that would be 3,000 like... years before Common Era and then 2,000... 21 in common era so that would be about 5,000 years ago 5, okay 
All right. So yeah, <laughs> between five thousand and fifty-two hundred years ago, we'll say give or take, um, is the oldest evidence that we found. And the first, like the um, what's dated back, or what's given us that idea, is Otzi, the Iceman. Um, he was discovered in September of nineteen ninety-one and has We're a total on him. Yeah, he has a total of 61 tattoos, mostly on his legs, and uh, they used either they figured out that they either used either soot or fireplace ash to create these tattoos, and he is Europe's oldest mummy. Fun fact. Did, did you read what they said about why he had tattoos in those no, spots? No, I didn't because I literally, this is all from one website. So... <laughs> They, for, at least from uh, the articles I had found, is that um, from the Smithsonian Magazine, it um, they believed, so approximately 80% of those tattoos overlap with classical Chinese acupuncture points utilized to treat rheumatism, um, which, is a, which is what, like, plagued him. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as, uh, other spots that may have been used to treat gastrointestinal-like problems, which they ended up finding that he had a whipworm infection in 2001. That's so interesting. Um, so now I'm going to kind of talk about different ways that it was used in different, um, places around the world during that really old time because I have no concept of time again. Um, So in China and Asia, it was used um, to kind of identify and was mostly associated having tattoos. I mean, um, mostly associated with convicted criminals and bandits. Um, So it was like pretty easy to find those people. Um, In ancient Egypt, it was used more as um, decorative purposes and possibly used as medical treatment specifically for women. I don't know how it was used for medical treatment, but that's what this website said. Um, in Samoan culture, which is my favorite place that tattoos have come from, <laughs> fun fact, um, I really wanted, for a really long time, I wanted a tribal tattoo, and then I found out that that's offensive because I'm very white. Yeah. So I will not be doing it, but I can admire other people's tattoos. Um so, in Samoan culture, they've been giving and receiving tattoos by hand, um, going on for about 2,000 years. Um, and it's believed that our word tattoos, tattoo, spelled T-A-T-T-O-O, comes from the Samoan word. It's spelled T-A-T-A-U, which I think would just be pronounced pretty similar as tattoo, but I, I don't know, and I can't, I'm sure if I looked on YouTube, I could find a way to properly pronounce it and I really want to learn but um so um their techniques and tools have hardly changed in these about 2,000 years that they've been doing it and it's passed down usually from father to son can you tell that this is my favorite I have the most information on it um (laughs) for their tools they usually use um like a turtle shell and some boar's teeth receiving a tattoo in their culture can take um weeks to complete because it's hand done. And then um, they sometimes hold tattoo ceremonies for um, like a younger chief rising in power um, to become a leader. 
Um, and then in ancient Greece and Rome, tattoos were used to mark criminals, prisoners of war, and slaves to brand them with their status. Like Becky mentioned earlier, is that it can be used as that. Um, tattoos are now slowly becoming more socially acceptable, and I actually have quite a bit to say on this. Um, but they've become more socially acceptable as they've become more common. Um, I have worked in the last couple of years, that means three for me, um, in a place that required you to have all your tattoos covered. I was working in childcare, so I can somewhat understand that. However, um, their main basis as to why they needed to be covered was, um, or their reasoning was in case one person has an inappropriate tattoo that is easily seeable by children, because I was working in childcare, um, it'd be unfair and discriminatory to ask just them to cover their tattoos. So they just asked everybody to cover their tattoos. However, <laughs> I know some places that don't allow you to have tattoos showing based on religious reasons, which mm -hmm. I think is bullshit. I'm sorry if the Bible says not to get a tattoo, but it's none of my fucking business and it doesn't apply to me. But your In body my is a life. temple. My body is what I call it right <laughs> now with a garbage can. Ellen, don't you decorate temples? Yes. Not in stained, that way. Stained glass. And, yeah. and I'm gonna... <gasps> that could Only justify scarification. Only color tattoos. That's that's Only what we're that's what we're getting from this. Temples are allowed to have stained glass, therefore bodies can have color tattoos. Only color tattoos. Guess I'm not allowed. <laughs> I already know I'm whatever. Just take a a Crayola marker, Perfect. color it in. Color it in. I have been tempted to do that before, so. But anyway, I think it's ridiculous that places. I understand to some extent if somebody has an inappropriate tattoo. Something that may be racist, sexist, something along those lines. They definitely should not be able to show it because that's offensive. However, I think if, like, so my work's example, that job, that their example of, like, an inappropriate tattoo was a woman, a one girl who went, who worked there, had, like, an, a silhouette outline of a female body, nude. And I get it because we work with kids. Yeah. But I was like, that's a little... Yeah. Like... But also, I, I mean, like, depending on where you want to work, like, I, I know I'm going to be a teacher, so I know I want to have minimal tattoos showing just because I know how curious kids get, and I do not want to constantly be asked questions about my tattoos. Mm -hmm. But, um, and I've kind of had the opposite, well, not the opposite reaction, but, like, knowing that I'm going to be working in the arts, like, tattoos are a little bit more accepted in right. my field not so much in corporate america but in general i think mm -hmm. but like still i don't want to get like skulls on my the backs of my hands you know right right like, and, there's and levels that's, of it that's definitely just a matter of like your own self-awareness i well, think yeah and what um but yeah so um let's talk about how tattoos are put on people a little bit. Um, so tattoos first started out being put on people through the method of stick and poke, which I have some friends who stupidly did stick and poke tattoos, drunk at parties. Do not do this. This is your PSA right now. Please, if you are going to get a tattoo, go to a professional where it is sanitary. They wash everything. They wear gloves through the whole process. They change their gloves if they touch anything that's unsanitary. 
They do not let you touch anything. Um, yeah, we don't don't give yourself a tattoo. Don't let your drunk friend give you a tattoo. That's ridiculous. Don't just <laughs> don't do it. You're also not getting a tattoo when you're drunk, typically. Right, you should not because the alcohol can make your body react negatively to the ink and you can get infected. Oh, I was thinking of just like putting something that you didn't really want on. Oh, that too. <laughs> but I mean, mistakes happen. Yeah. Um, in that sense too, though, um, as for being sanitary, um, your tattoo artist should always replace the needle. Between you and another We'll point. get into this a little bit in mine. <laughs> oh, really? So do you want me to stop? You don't have to stop, but okay. basically I'm talking about how to find a good job. Right. San- being sanitary. They better yeah. wear gloves. If they don't wear gloves the whole time, and, like, I've learned so much through TikTok and, like, following a couple of tattoo artists and then being like, if you, like, there's so much cross-contamination that can happen, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so it started out being using stick and poke, um, so it would... This is mostly in Polynesia. Um, requires two people to do it, which I think is fascinating because we went from two people to now only needing a machine. Um, and you would use a chisel and a hammer to do the stick and poke. And it takes, it's very tedious. It is literally one dot at a time. Um, fascinating to watch. I don't physically understand why the hammer. I get, like, the chisel because that's basically, like, the, the equivalent of The hammer is to make it go into the skin far enough. So you're only using one hand and then the ch- chisel is stationary. I mostly. think, yeah. Okay. I mean, you could easily look it up. Yeah. It's I'm just trying to wrap my mind around it's why you need to It's fascinating to watch. If you look up, just look up chisel and hammer um, tattoos. I'm sure you can find something. Yeah. I love watching it. It's very fascinating. Have you seen Moana? Of course I've seen Moana. That tattoo is a version of, like, the way that they do tattoos in the beginning of it is a version of that, but that's one person doing it. Yeah. But this is, like, really old Polynesian techniques. Um, so they would use homemade ink, obviously, from either ash or soot that was mixed with either oil or breast milk. Hmm. I don't know why it was mixed with breast milk, but I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Easy accessible uh, liquid? Yeah. That's fair. In Samoan culture, <laughs> in Samoan culture, it's often made from the candle nut. Um, so you would smolder that that nut on a hot fire, and then soot is collected from the burning nut and mixed with either sugar or water. Which I think would be really cool to see the differences between that ink and our ink we use today. I don't have much information on the ink we use today. It is made in a factory. I know that much. <laughs> Um, okay, so then tattoo guns were first used in 1891, and the first ta- electric tattoo machine was patented by Samuel O'Reilly. Oh, um, oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually saw a meme about that today, and I wish I could remember what it was. It was funny, but anyway. Um, so it was a modified version of the electric pen that Thomas Edison made, apparently, according to this website. Hmm. Um, and these guns have helped spread the popularity of tattoos. It's much easier to get a tattoo. Um, I have had tattoos take my really small, a really small tattoo take literally two minutes, maybe a total of 15 with set up and tear down of the station, but it took two minutes to apply to my skin. Um, super fast. My longest tattoo took, uh, I think, two and a half, almost three hours. 
Um, my sister's longest tattoo took like six. Yeah. So. The last one I got took four and a half. <laughs> yeah. And it depends on, it depends on how big it is, the detail, um, if you have color, if you have shading. Sometimes you have to come back for a second session. There's so many things that go into tattooing that I could just, we could have like a whole episode just talking about tattoos. Um, yeah, that's basically my rundown of the history of it. Um, yeah, tattoos are becoming more and more popular. Um, they're becoming less stigmatized as well, in my opinion, um, for a really long time. (laughs) Okay, there's this TikTok sound that's going around and it's like, if you have tattoos or piercings, you are either an addict or... I can't remember what the other one said. What it says for the other. Do you know what? Do you know what sound I'm talking about? No. Ah, I wish I could find it. I'm assuming the other word is like criminal, though. I think it is. You're either an addict or a criminal. Yeah. Um, You are in a way different part of TikTok than we seem to be. I know. I mean, like, I'm on the edge of like tattoo TikTok because you know. Oh, I'm the most. (laughs) Really? <laughs> I I am on so many I am on Marvel TikTok right now. I am on um tattoo TikTok. I am on LGBTQ TikTok. Um I, so gay TikTok is what it's often called. Um I'm on artist TikTok. Um not so much anymore. I'm really into the Marvel part right now because I just finished on division and I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah. But yeah, the majority of like tattoo TikToks I get right now is this one girl and I get why people do like tattoo critiques, especially if you're an artist, but like this one girl and she's so just disrespectful about like not liking people's art and stuff and like sure people submit them to like be critiqued and like be talked about or whatever, but I feel like if someone got it on them, and unless they're saying, like, oh, this was a mistake, like, roast it, like, you got, like, sure, you don't like it personally, but why you gotta trash it so bad? And a lot right. of people do it, and that angers me. I just, I do think, though, that um, tat- tattoos are becoming less stigmatized. It's less now that you are an addict or a criminal or somebody who does um, very bad things in your life, and it's just a way more of self-expression, especially in the United States. Um, so, yeah, I... I just, I wish I could, um, I wish I could get a tribal tattoo, but I do not want to be culturally, culturally appropriating those tattoos mm-hmm. because I am white. I am very white and through and through German and that's about it. <laughs> I hate it, but I, there, those tattoos are beautiful and the meaning behind them is amazing and like the cultures that have had these around for so long mind you if <laughs> controversial opinion if you were born in America and you are white you do not have culture for the most part I just saw a TikTok about that the other day and it was um, this woman and she was like Dear whites, please tell me, what is American culture? I'll give you a minute. And then um, she just, like, that was where it basically ended. And then, like, replied to it. Or she was like, give me a a, a food, like, a traditional food, a traditional dress, and, like, a couple different, like, specific things. Hot dogs. Poppy chow. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like Puppy Chow is more Midwestern, though. Yeah. That's fair. Fuck. Yeah. I know. And the, like, Walking tacos. There you go. Everybody know taco Taco in a bag. Taco in a bag. No, it's a terrible name. (laughs) It's Um, a taco you can easily eat while walking. Yeah, but it's also also a taco in a bag, technically, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) This has officially turned into Gabby's rant session. Um, my boyfriend just um without hearing the rest of your guys' com- contributions figured out what we're talking about and said that we need to add, um anything fried on a stick is that uh, like no, traditional food. that is that is not everywhere in america not fried oreos that's are definitely everywhere that is minnesota no, okay, state but that's fair, more than Minnesota. State that's fair state fair food, food. Is fried everything, Becky. You don't get to just claim no. that it's the Minnesota State Fair. Have you it been is like the Minnesota no, like State, state Fair tagline. I had a deep fat fried Oreo and a deep fat fried Snickers at the Wyoming State Fair. So you don't get to claim <laughs> that fried deep, deep fried fat butter? fried food is just a Minnesota. That's an everywhere thing. Everybody knows yes, how Minnesota you does how it many KFCs we have. <laughs> I'm getting so heated right now. I'm also getting heated on your fact because the majority of Southern Minnesotans like to just claim that a lot of things are Minnesotans and we're not going to get into it. But um, yes, fried food on a stick is everywhere. Minnesotans like to claim it a lot because it is like the tagline of our state fair. We do it anyway. I will give you (laughs) Arthur's cookies. Yes. That's That's all Minnesota gets to claim. (laughs) <laughs> and no, I have not been to the Minnesota State Fair because I couldn't last year for what up for in um the 2019 one. I've only and been let's go this year. Once Remember, because my, my dog. Yeah. Anyway. Well, anyway. Um, I saw a TikTok today of this beautiful, beautiful woman, a black woman. She had gore. Oh, she was so beautiful. Anyway, um. She goes, I want you to name me one issue that we can't track back to cis white men. <laughs> and I sat there for like 15 minutes. Couldn't think of one. Maybe not. Maybe it's not like direct. I feel like that would take a lot of thinking time to be able to come up with one. Because but all of the things that we talk about as like a daily basis is contributed to that. Right. But like, I mean, if you think about it, I... Eventually, you're gonna somehow get back to the straight white men from um, from from the UK. Like, I'm sorry, that's just they are the root of our problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I'm done talking about the history of tattoos. Allie's turn. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how to transition this from that taken, wonderful. This has taken such a turn. Yes, just it move has. on. It always has. Anyway, we're not going to segue because there is no segue. I did not have a lot of time to research, but um, since we decided to talk about body modifications as we're recording this, just over a week ago, I got my third tattoo, which is like a nice um, start of like a half sleeve. Um, So I have... Are you going to try and do a three-quarter sleeve? Maybe. Ah, yes. Yeah, okay, I'm not honestly, quite sure. Women with three quarter sleeve tattoos. Women. It's so. Women. <laughs> <laughs> just leave it at so that. So attractive. Women. Mm-hmm. That's just um, how we're going to leave it. Definitely. Um, 
So I basically wanted to talk about like for introductory for people being introduced to tattoos in America, we're gonna say. Um because I grew up in a area in a family that was very anti tattoo, very anti like piercing, literally any sort of body modification. So mine too. I didn't none of my family my tattoos. My brother wanted to get a tattoo of our late, like, uh, paw prints of our late dog. And my dad said if he did, he would be kicked out of the house. Even though, like, my brother was, like, 18 already. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of glad I never finished that design for you. <laughs> um, well, my, my so... brother then moved out of the house. True. He didn't get one. Uh, but... And he's now I'll in still the, do that the military, for you if you want so. to. <laughs> I will. I will say I'll, that. I'll write um, him and ask him. So my sister is two years older than me. Since we're talking about, you know, how tattoos are accepted. My dad has never liked tattoos. I don't know why. It, he kind of vibes with the, your body's a temple. Why, or, well, you wouldn't know. I think he vibes more with the, you wouldn't put a bumper sticker on a Ferrari. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't put a bumper sticker on my Kia Rio, Dad, but that's because I like my car. <laughs> and bumper stickers are kind of kind of tacky, in my opinion. Tattoos, mm-hmm. however. Exactly. Way cooler. But my yeah. sister got tattoos before I did, and she did it when she went to college states away. Mm-hmm. Um, and came home and just kind of had a... And um, I, she took me to get my first tattoo, and we did not tell my dad. Um, we actually didn't tell either of my parents. And then, like, a month later, they told her they were getting divorced. So, but now <laughs> I tell my dad, I'm like, I won't, I usually, for a while, I would just, like, hide it and hope that he would eventually see it, and he'd just have to accept it because it's there. And for my last one that I got, my fern leaf, on my leg, I was like, I know what other tattoo I'm getting. I'm, like, really excited. Like, telling him, like, I know what tattoo I'm going to get. I know where I'm going to put it. I know what blah, 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 blah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> like absolutely deadpan and I'm like well at least you're not telling me not to do it mm-hmm. so yeah 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 well like even with like getting my, I wasn't supposed to get my ears pierced until I was 16 like just my lobes mm-hmm. um but and I had like asked for years and years and years and then I ended up like just giving up and then for like when I was 14 my dad's like hey come with me to, like, the hair salon. Mom wants me to pick up some, like, product for her or whatever. And I'm like, why can't she get it? <laughs> and he's like, uh, like, she doesn't have time. Like, she asked me to, like, but I need help sort of thing. And I'm like, just take a picture of what she already has and, like, show <laughs> like, that. come on, Dad. Yeah, like, I was so, but, like, after, like, half an hour of like art like debating as to why I needed to come (laughs) he let me come and then when I got there and it was like in the evening um when I got there Angie the hair like the gal that's been doing my hair forever um up until I started cutting my own hair she she like came in and she's like okay are you ready and I'm like we're getting something for my mom. Like, I don't know. And she's like, oh, you didn't tell her? <laughs> I, like, once once I found out what was happening, I started crying because I was very happy. Um, yeah. Then, like, when, when I told my dad, uh, 
that I was getting my ear pierced because uh, I got my tragus pierced uh, during my freshman year of college. Was it freshman year? Was for that. Yes, no, you did. it was our freshman year because we okay. like, yeah, I got my something pierced at the same time. One of my ear piercings. I couldn't you tell you which cartilage. one. Yeah. <laughs> I have to be honest. I'm surprised that none of us have a nose piercing. I wouldn't want one. My allergies get bad, so I wouldn't want one. However, I'm very interested. There's, like, this Etsy store that sells magnetic septum septum piercings, and I'm mm-hmm. so into it. They're sold but out. Like, you know, but, like, literally the only places that the three of us have our piercings is our ears. Yeah. Like, that's it. Yeah. Well, my dad was not happy when I got uh, my ears pierced. Uh, my first, my, like, he, he showed his, his... Your dad let you get Facebook before you got your ears pierced? Yes. What kind of backwards <laughs> nonsense is that? I just um, put that like, together. Part of it is, like, because his mom never had her ears pierced, and so no. he always saw, he, well, yeah, she also, like, was born in 1918. And, like, I understand. I totally get it. But, like, he... It was more, like, because it, from my understanding, was more, like, proper or whatnot. Uh-huh. Sort of. I don't want to say too much because I don't want him to get mad at me if he ever listens to this, which I doubt he ever will. But definitely that, like, old-fashioned, proper yes. line of thinking. That's where my family yeah. was, too. Um, and then when I got my conch pierced, um, my dad was, was better at showing, um, not enthusiasm, but not disdain. However, my younger brother very much told me how much he hated it. <laughs> um. Of your two brothers, it's kind of surprising no, that your younger would be that. Oh. Ah. Uh. younger brothers. Uh, you know, I've known Becky now for four years. I don't think I've met any of her family. No, because you have not been to, like, you have not come to my house. You need well, to I feel like that's not necessarily yeah. my problem. It's more so that your parents, when they were in town, never said hi. <laughs> they never came, they never were in town. I know. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, I would, I've never met your mom. Um, no, but my brother, he, like, very much told me about, and then we got, he was very disgusted, and then we started talking, and he, he was saying he does not want to, like, the, the galaxy, like, dates or marries or whatever, he won't date her, marry her, whatever, if she has piercings other than her lobes. Bullshit. And if she has a tattoo. And I'm like, brother, you're not going to know if she has a tattoo when you start dating her. You also may not know where she has piercings. So, like, are you, like, are you gonna just, like, date a girl and then, like, fall in love, heads over heels with her and then find out she has, like, a, like, small, small tattoo or whatever like, on her thigh, and he's like, then I have to break up with her. And I'm like, no, you, no, you won't. That is not how, not how it's gonna work. Yeah. Gross. Men are gross. 
the purity culture of America is gross. We'll <laughs> we'll blame it on the white men. Um. Anyway, <laughs> um, to circle back, that is also the oh, yes. uh, Sorry, mindset I, that. No, that is okay. I'm very glad we went on it because this is what the listeners are here for. Uh, <laughs> um, to circle back, yeah, so I grew up in a family that was very, like, anti-tattoo, very traditional, no piercings other than just, like, a regular lobe piercing on girls, um, and nothing else was allowed until um, my sister was the rebel of the family. She got a couple tattoos when she was 18, and my mother was not happy about it, so they instated a rule that um, we were not allowed to get any body modifications at that point like my only definition of it was like tattoos piercings that sort of stuff um until we graduated college or they would not help us financially socially in any way um so i think that's kind of a fair doesn't your mom have a whole bunch of She doesn't have a whole bunch, but she does have a few. (laughs) This is the thing that makes me mad, is when parents are like, I don't want my kids getting tattoos. You Mm -hmm. want a piercing? No! And it's like, Mom, you literally have a tattoo of the Roadrunner on your ankle. What's wrong? (laughs) My mother does not have that tattoo, but I think my uncle has a Roadrunner tattooed on him. Um, I just distinctly remember seeing a Roadrunner. But yeah, I know people that are like, my children are not going to get tattoos, and they're like, they have tattoos, and I'm like, were yours a mistake then, or no, just your kids? Um, yeah, I don't really understand. I guess I get it when, like, you're young, obviously, like, you don't want them to be getting a stick and poke at a party, like we talked about right. before. Like, those are bad decisions, obviously. Instill that in your children if you decide to have them in the, that in, in the future. But, anyway... <laughs> So we were not allowed to have tattoos, so obviously me as a young artistic rebel who was afraid to do anything, I did a lot of research about tattoos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did a lot of Pinteresting about piercings and like different like stuff. I have a note in my phone that is years old of a list of tattoos that I want, and I'm slowly making my way down it. But, Basically, what I wanted to talk about with this is how to safely um, get tattoos and piercings. Um, Obviously, I only have three tattoos and a couple piercings, so I am not an expert. I don't. I will chime in if I if I think you're forgetting something. Yeah. So like, I don't have the sage wisdom of and whatever like an actual artist I'm not a tattoo artist um but basically I just kind of wanted to talk about like starting when you're starting to look at getting a tattoo a lot of what you should be looking at first is like what kind of a tattoo you want obviously like have an idea before you start looking at anything else right I get why people would, like, a lot of people just have that personality that's just like, I'm going to do something, so I'm going to go do it. I don't recommend that for your first tattoo. No. Yeah. So, for your first one, start looking at, like, what you want. There's a couple different kinds of, like, styles if you want really, like, 
cartoony or color or only black and white or really realistic, only line work. There's a lot of kind of styles to look at. So once you kind of like narrow down the style that you want and the kind of thing that you're looking at getting, start thinking about like where you want it on your body. And a lot of that like um, what's going to look personally best on you and your own image. Obviously, like don't let other people tell you not to get a tattoo somewhere because they think it's going to look bad on you because it's your body. Your uh, choice. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, start thinking about that kind of stuff. Um, and then uh, start looking at shops. And this is where a lot of sketchy tattoos can happen because obviously a tattoo is a permanent scar on your body. It is an open wound for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. So it needs to be sanitary when you get it. <laughs> Same with yes. the piercing. You need to find a good, reputable shop that can do it for you. Read all sorts of reviews. I was gonna, um, I was just going to say, I think the best way to do that is read reviews. Yes. The great thing about social media now is that a lot of artists post their work. Yeah. So, and obviously once you like see more tattoos, you understand more of the technique and like what looks good and what doesn't, what, what is a good line versus what's not reviews is the mm -hmm. main thing to do. Yeah. And, um, like Gabby was saying, a lot of people post their stuff online now. So like go find, uh, artists that you like, go find examples of stuff that you like, and then find specific artists in, your area or wherever you are to get a tattoo um make sure that like the artist that you like one knows how to do your style correctly yes. like you might like the other stuff that you've done but if all that they do is like realistic portraits don't go to them asking for like a Line Winnie work. the Pooh tattoo yeah yeah <laughs> so my big thing with that too is um some art tattoo artists refuse to do certain tattoos yeah or like certain styles I guess mm -hmm. and I also know I know a few people who are like I refuse to do your hands your neck or your head until there is no space anywhere else on your body mm -hmm. for me to tattoo yeah and um at that same thing like artists have their own preference artists have been doing this this is their mm -hmm. livelihood they're um so keep in mind what they kind of say and what they think, what their opinion is. Um, when I was getting my last tattoo, this kid came in and he must have been like fresh 18. And um, he wanted like a little like mountain and a tree on his wrist or something. And it took him like over a half hour, like semi arguing with his artist where he wanted it placed and like how exactly it wanted to look because the artist was saying like um you might want to like move it up a little bit it might like distort if you put it there and he just like was not having any of it was like way too insistent was not a good client <laughs> um and they have the right to re refuse you service exactly yeah you're working with a human and an artist who right. wants the best for you. They don't want to put something bad on you. <laughs> Definitely yeah. when you're looking at an artist to see how long they've been doing it. I'm not yeah. saying that longer is necessarily better, but if they're um, like fresh out of their apprenticeship, maybe ask another artist at that shop. Like, Hey, like they do the work that I want. 
but I'm not sure because they're a new apprentice. What do you think? Like, do, or do they do like? There's nothing wrong with reaching out and asking questions. Um, yeah. And like, definitely. I mean, I'm pretty picky about my tattoos now, so like, I'm more picky about the line work than I am about like. I don't really like color tattoos on myself, so I try to stick to black and white and like the tattoo artist that I went to and that I want to continue to go to because I had a great experience with her um she loves to do color so you know maybe I'll eventually do a color piece but I told her that she did such a good job and I worked her and I worked so well together that um I was just like I'm coming to you for all my future tattoos I really wish I had some input but my experience with tattoos is henna tattoos and um temporary tattoos mm-hmm. so <laughs> I don't think temporary tattoos is a bad idea let's talk about yeah. it fast. I have uh, let me tattoos. say temporary tattoos that you get out of valentine's uh boxes <laughs> <laughs> okay okay Becky's going basic here um I have gotten the advice to take the design that you want and put it on your bathroom mirror for two weeks and if you can still stand to look at that design for two weeks you can stand to have that on your body I have also gotten it if it's small, like, um, I don't know, like I have a small tattoo of a sun on my wrist. If it's small like that and you can draw it on yourself every day, draw it on yourself every day for two weeks. If you can still stand it at the end of that two weeks, then you can get that tattoo. Temporary tattoos is a great way to test placement mm-hmm. of different things. There's a company called um, Inkbox. I wanted sure. to try them. Okay, right? I wanted to try them for my fern tattoo, but my fern tattoo is bigger than my hand. My <laughs> hand is, like, not super big, but I, I don't know. I don't know how to give <laughs> listeners an idea of how big my hand is. It's the length of an iPhone 10, regular, whatever. It's longer than that. But um, my tattoo is bigger than my hand, and so Inkwell only does tattoos up to, like, four inches. Mm. in width and length like that they don't get much bigger than that I want it or ink box or whatever it's called I don't remember yeah <laughs> um why did I call it inkwell what the frick is that um it's, it's like what you dip a quill in yeah I'm so smart anyway <laughs> um yeah so like I I yeah um temporary tattoos is a great thing ink box is a great company if you're wanting to do something smaller mm-hmm. but it's hard to get like bigger ones with them yeah. I tried you can upload your own design, though, if you want to, mm-hmm. and you can use it. It's just that they stay relatively small. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely, like, trying out what you want to get before you actually get it if you're feeling at any slightly, any doubt, any tiny bit of doubt or noncommittal to what you want to get. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I completely lost my train of thought. Um, um, picking an artist who yes. does the sort of things that you do and who you think you're going to be able to jive with. Because if you're getting anything bigger than the size of a quarter, you're going to be in their space for a long time. <laughs> so you're going to want to find someone that you feel really comfortable with. Um a lot of times you can tell that from their social media, from the work they do, from the shop that they work out of. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to make sure that the shop you're going to is also not only sanitary, but um, like a safe environment for you. I know a lot of um, ones that I've seen recently have been like all women owned ones. Oh, I, lo- 
That's where I got one of my piercings, and it, I, I loved, I loved them. I personally, uh, when I go for a, when I search for a tattoo artist, I try to find a woman first, um, because I feel more comfortable. I am afraid of men. I will say that. <laughs> um, I'm actually afraid of everything, but um, I, I just, and like. I don't know what it is about men who tattoo that just scare me maybe a little bit more. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I have gotten tattoos done by men, and, like, the one that's pretty close to me that has done a couple of mine does a super good job, but it's not very talkative, and that makes me uncomfortable because I hate silence. <laughs> um, Whereas I am the exact opposite, where it's, like, I don't want to talk to someone for four hours. Like, right. I, re- I will sit on my phone. If you're cool, with it, I will make small talk with you if it'll make this appointment better. But I would much rather scroll Instagram for four hours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I usually try to look for a woman first. Um, just because that's what I'm more comfortable with. Well, and also women are less, from my, my memory, women are less recognized in the field. Yes. Even though yes. it's like half women. women. Definitely. Yes. Um, but like my last one that I just got I like I am currently living in a small town so I have very few options if I don't want to drive two hours so um, I looked out and finding an artist who has a portfolio and the kind of tattoos that I like um, had an opening in the next two months also keep that in mind if you're trying to get a tattoo um, that's also a good longevity thing that you probably aren't going to be able to get an appointment for a while so especially just, with covid not a place especially not a lot of places are taking walk-ins and a lot of people are because of this booked out quite a ways mm-hmm. i had to wait two months for mine yeah um so i was lucky enough to find someone in my area who i was able to work with just taking a take a drink of your wine. Just taking a drink of my wine, trying to catch I'm all my thoughts. Out. I spilled my wine while I was making dinner. I had like a <laughs> glass and I accidentally knocked it over. Then I finished the bottle because it was like half empty already. Bummer. Oh, I've given up on bottles of wine. We are a big wine only. <laughs> I, you know what? I thought about it, but I just really like this one bottle. It tastes like it just tastes like juice. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, that's basically all of my thing. Basically, will... like, find a sanitary shop, find a good artist, find someone you're going to like, and a place you are going to feel comfortable, and make sure you want what you want to get. <laughs> I will add to the sanitary thing. So, sanitary means um, after they use a needle with a client, it needs to be thrown away. Mm-hmm. Ink, after used with one client, needs to be thrown away. They should saran wrap whatever you are sitting on or at least spray it with a sanitary um, spray and wipe it down before any two clients um, that are not the same person, like that aren't the same person um, sit in it or lay on it or whatever. They should, um, I've, they should wear gloves the entire time that they're doing this. Um, they should have out, um, like, You'll learn, you can easily look up the process of, like, what is sanitary. But, like, if they are not wearing gloves while they're setting up their station, ask them to. Like, stop them. Yeah. Stop them and say, I would feel safer if you wore wore gloves while you set up your station. Like, 
if you don't get to watch them set up their station, ask if you can. Like, if it's in the back room, be like, can I watch you set up your station? Because this is ink that is being put underneath a layer of your skin. Uh-huh. This is permanent. This can also lead to infection. Like, it's super important that where you're going is sanitary, and I cannot stress that enough. Yeah. Um... And it's the same thing with piercings, too. Like, we're talking yes. a lot of only tattoos. Like, piercings, right. if you're getting it done in a shop, they're literally taking out a piece of your, a chunk of your ear. Yeah. Or wherever. Or whatever piece but of like, your yeah. part of your body. <laughs> um, they should also be wiping everything down, wearing gloves while they're setting up, wearing gloves while they're touching you. Like, um, if you're getting a piercing, even if it is your ear or your nose or your tongue or your nipples, who knows? <laughs> They need to be wearing gloves, and they need to change their gloves if they touch anything that is not the sanitized materials that they have laid out mm-hmm. for you. Um, yeah. yeah. I am also going to add that when you are going to get a tattoo, do not be afraid to advocate for yourself and for yes. what you want. Mm-hmm. Like, you mentioned that that one person was like, no, like, this is definitely where I want it, blah, 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 blah. Take the artist's, con- like, thoughts and points into yeah. consideration because they really do know the trade, and they know... Oh, you know what? Like, um, like I said earlier, some people will not tattoo your hands, your neck, or your face until the rest of your body's body is covered. That is because neck and face tattoos are often frowned upon, and it's hard <laughs> to get a job um, sometimes because of those. And hand tattoos fade really fast and don't stay, um, and oftentimes don't take completely. So people are like, you know what? I know you want a finger tattoo, but how about we move it? And, like, yeah. take those suggestions. There's nothing wrong with that. But also, if you're like, no, I definitely want it placed here, and, you know, if they place it, and you're like, ah, it just seems a little bit off, but, like, it's okay. Like, if you want it changed, change it. They have these stencils for a reason. They want to make sure that you have the best-looking tattoo in what you want. Mm -hmm. So, like, if the design is a little bit weird, or you want it on, like, the opposite leg, and they need to mirror it, or something like that, don't be afraid to speak up. I know it's scary, especially for those with social anxiety. You don't want to be like, oh. I'm being too pushy like no you're paying for this this is yeah. their service that they're giving you <laughs> mm-hmm. you wouldn't let a doctor do surgery on your left arm when your right one is the one that's hurt like <laughs> you are paying for this if this is how you want it done ask for it yeah just remember to also use manners yes exactly. and that they are human don't start yelling yes. at them just because you're frustrated because they will refuse you halfway through a tattoo if you're being a shitty person yep <laughs> <Seen videos laughs> that's that then you're stuck with half a finished tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> or piercing. Maybe you only get one nipple pierced instead of both because you're being an asshole. <laughs> I don't know why I'm going to... I just... I don't know why I'm going to nipples, but... I mean, it's... I feel like that's one of the most common non-ear tattoos. So I guess it makes sense. Mm, I would say nose. And then belly button. Oh, and well, then nipples. True. True. <laughs> That's true. I guess I just, because, like, I thought about getting nipple piercings recently, but then I'm like, I can't handle the recovery time. That's (laughs) the other thing. Aftercare. Oh, God, aftercare. Of your piercings and your tattoo, listen to what your artist tells you. Yes. Listen to what your piercer tells you. Or it will not look good. Or it won't look good. (laughs) At all. Mm -hmm. And, like, once... Yeah, I like watching videos of, like, there's this, uh, I think the YouTuber is Lulu Body Piercing. They just, like, play videos and stuff of people who, like, have had an earring stuck in their ear for two years and, like, watching them take that out and... Yeah. The ear does some gross shit. 
On that note, that's kind of, we've been talking a lot about, like, sanitary um, tattoo practices, but, like, don't get your ears pierced at a Claire's. Or Walmart. Or, <laughs> or anything like that. They, go they... to a tattoo shop. Yeah, go to a shop that has, like, a certified piercer, because although it may seem intimidating, especially if you're young, like, I got my first ear piercings when I was a uh, tween, but, like, I wish my parents would have taken me to a like, actual shop because my ears are fucked up because of those terrible piercings. Because they weren't trained and you're not supposed to use a gun like that. So, anyway. I, have, I have three piercings on each lobe of my ears and that's it. My top ones on my ears are the only ones done by piercers. Mm-hmm. And they're my favorite ones. The other two were tattoo guns at either Claire's or Walmart. Yeah. Mine, and... I mean, mine was a tattoo gun, but it was at, like my hair salon you mean a piercing gun you said a tattoo gun <laughs> and then yes that's <laughs> i meant gabby gun. gabby said a tattoo gun first oh did i <laughs> oh whoa anyway a gun. <laughs> but yeah like they used a gun on mine but i know my cousin uh went and got hers done at claire's and they made them uneven so she can't wear earrings because it looks uneven yeah mine are uneven and crooked so (laughs) it's better to pay the 50 dollars which is usually what it costs to get your ears pierced at a tattoo place um it's better to pay the 50 dollars there and have ears that are even or ear piercings that are even and will last a long time and as long as you take care of them will most likely not get infected or turn out to be weird than it is to pay the 20 bucks at Claire's or whatever it is and have your ears messed up for the rest of your life. Exactly. So, I guess closing statements. Be safe. People have other things. Be safe. Be sanitary. Be sanitary. Be smart. Advocate. Also, tattoos are not a bad thing anymore. So, get Get over over it. it (laughs) Unless you have a skin condition in which I would talk with your tattoo artist. Yeah, um, Yeah. That's a good point. We could go on. We could just do, like, a whole episode on tattoos and piercings. We really could. We basically did. Ha! Well, anyway, (laughs) that's the end. Yeah. Goodbye. Peace out. (laughs) (laughs) How did I get that? That, oh, what's it called? My mind just went to BDSM, but that's not right. ASMR. (laughs) (laughs) Becky! I knew it was a, a... Thank you for listening to Three Point Perspective. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 3PP underscore podcast. Our website is 3PPpodcast.com. And you can email us at 3PointPerspectivePod at gmail.com. Our theme music is We'll Never Sleep by Ryan Anderson. And cover art and editing are done by Allie. Bye.